0: Hello, welcome to Science Factual. Prepare yourself for factual download. Sequence commencing. Wipe that decades-old stasis goop out of your eyes, because it's time for this week's episode of Science Factual, the show that dives into the facts behind your favorite science fiction. Hi there, I'm your host, Rhys Hendrick, and today we'll be revisiting the Aliens franchise, mainly taking a look at the 1986 sequel, Aliens, as the focus for this part two of what will eventually become a four-parter over the course of time. In fact, if you hopped in the Wayback Machine to Episode 7 of Science Factual, you would find the first part to the Alien franchise, because speaking of revisits, this week's guest is my boy Tyus McCowan, fellow Shady Pines radio family member and host of Euphonia, which airs Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. Make sure to check that show out and follow at the Only Euphonia on the socials for show updates and track lists and stuff like that. Now, this episode is going to be interview-heavy, as Tyus and I talk about the franchise and review the plot points of the 1986 sequel piece to this awesome series. So before we touch down on LV-426, it's about time for a ship-wide... Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Tyus and I sat down at Ship Ahoy Tavern in Southeast Portland to talk aliens and avipositors, how he got started in radio, and how irresponsible we truly can be. Speaking of which, this conversation is going to be thick, so I've broken up this episode into two segments. First, you get that sweet, sweet interview, then I'll be dropping some facts about the film Aliens. But before we check in with Tyus, here's a 10,000-foot view of the franchise at large. Alien is a science fiction horror and action media franchise centered on the film series which depicts warrant officer Ellen Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, and her battles with an extraterrestrial life form commonly referred to as the Alien or Xenomorphs. Produced and distributed by 20th Century Studios, the series began with Alien in 1979, directed by Ridley Scott, and was followed by three sequels, Aliens in 1986, the topic of this episode, directed by James Cameron, Alien 3 from 1992, directed by David Fincher, and Alien Resurrection from 1997, directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Scott has also directed a prequel series composed of Prometheus in 2012 and Alien Covenant from 2017, which follows the exploit of the David 8 android and the creators of the eponymous creatures referred to as the Engineers. The series has led to numerous novels, comics, video games, and an upcoming television series developed by Scott for FX on Hulu with Noah Hawley. It has inspired a number of spin-offs, most notably the Alien vs. Predator series, which combines the continuities of the Alien franchise with the Predator franchise and consists of two films as well as various series of comics, books, and video games. Getting back to Aliens, which is a 1986 science fiction action film written and directed by James Cameron, uh, it is the sequel to the 1979 science fiction horror film Alien, which kicked off the franchise and is the second film in that franchise. The film is set in the far future. Uh, Sigourney Weaver stars as Ellen Ripley, of course, the sole survivor of an alien attack on her ship, the Nostromo. When communications are lost with a human colony on the moon where her crew first saw the alien creatures, Ripley agrees to return to the site with a unit of colonial marines to investigate. Michael Bain, Paul Reiser, Lance Henriksen, and Carrie Henn feature in supporting roles, but we'll get to those in a minute. Despite the success of Alien, its sequel took years to develop due to lawsuits, a lack of enthusiasm from 20th Century Fox, and repeated changes in management. Although relatively inexperienced, Cameron was hired to write a story for Aliens in 1983 on the strength of his scripts for The Terminator in 1984 and Rambo First Blood Part Two from 1985. The project stalled again until new Fox executive Lawrence Gordon pursued a sequel. On an approximately $18.5 million budget, Aliens began principal photography in September of 1985 and concluded in January of 86. Like its development, filming was tumultuous and rife with conflicts between Cameron and the British crew at Pinewood Studios. The difficult shoot affected the composer as well, that's James Horner, who was given little time to record the music for the film. Aliens was subsequently released on July 18, 1986 to critical acclaim. Reviewers praised its action, but some criticized the intensity of some scenes. Weaver's performance garnered consistent praise along with those of Bill Paxton and Jeanette Goldstein. The film received several awards and nominations, including an Academy Award nomination for Best Actress for Weaver at a time when the science fiction genre was generally overlooked. Aliens earned anywhere between 131.1 and 183.3 million, depending on who you're asking, during its theatrical run, one of the highest grossing films of 1986 worldwide. Aliens is now considered among the greatest films of the 1980s and among the best science fiction, action, and sequel films ever made, arguably equal to or better than Alien. It stars Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley, the sole survivor of an alien attack on her original ship, the Nostromo. It has Michael Bain as Dwayne Hicks, a corporal in the Colonial Marines. Paul Reiser as Carter J. Burke, a Wayland yutani corporation representative and a certified asshole. There's Lance Henriksen as Bishop, an android aboard the Sulaco. Carrie Henn as Rebecca Newt Jordan, a young girl in the colony on LV-426 bill paxton as hudson a boastful but panicky colonial marine private and william hope as gorman the marine's inexperienced commanding officer we also have other various colonial marines like sergeant apone who's played by al matthews and private vasquez played by jeanette goldstein Alrighty, now that we're all up to speed let's go investigate an uncharted alien structure with abandon But before we do that, keep your ears peeled for this very important announcement from Portland's Folk Festival. Hi, we're Fox and, Fox
1: and Bones. Join us and 30 local and national artists at the 2023 Portland Folk Festival on January 13th through 15th at the historic Miniman's Crystal Ballroom. We've got Raylan Baxter headlining along with Ron and Thunderstorm Ortiz, Stomp, Haley Johnson, David Ramirez, Eddie Berman, Worth and Strain, Glitter Fox, and many more. We'll also be featuring some of Portland's best vendors and craft makers with drink specials from Jim Beam flowing all weekend. This is an all-ages event, so bring the family and kick 20. 2023 off with a gentle folk hug tickets are available at CrystalBallroomPDX.com. pdx.com see you yeah. there make sure it sounds good because all your other podcasts sound like dog shit so far
0: <laughs> i've actually been going through and remastering them i've been like old ones like if i make reference to an older episode i'll go back and listen to it and be yeah. like This is dog shit like production (laughs) Folks if you've been wanting to listen to Old episodes of Science Factual They are better I promise you that they are better. better It gets better Mostly Well it's about to get better because much like the last time that we met I got a couple of Oh yeah that's Oh, what is this, uh, Michelob Ultra? <laughs> uh, no, this is Trader Joe's <laughs> finest. Oh
1: shit! Yeah, well, this is I what guess, I was talking
0: about. It's five dollars a six pack, folks. I guess
1: I'll break away from my brand deal and oh, drink
0: a uh, your brand deal with PBR. Uh, it, no, Michelob Ultra. Oh, Michelob. Oh, yeah. of course, yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: America's golfing dad beer.
0: Mm hmm. Well, cheers to you. Tyus McCowan, that's that's who you hear, folks. That's who I'm talking to. Out of the dog cage once more. Oh, why were you in the dog cage?
1: Oh, well, you know, I am actually currently held captive by an AI sent from the future uh, to destroy humanity through uh, forcing me to play music every week on Shady Pines Radio from five to seven p.m. on fridays uh so please come and join that if you want to contribute to the end of the human race um the uh the, his name is gary and he lives in a smart microwave that i bought off of aliexpress
0: nice aliexpress coming through with the solid purchases yeah
1: just be careful
0: it's called euphonia
1: yeah it's called euphonia nice euphonia fridays
0: is on Fridays five
1: to seven p.m baby
0: there it is wow, you know that uh, plug up actually, i i do i do love the show i've actually learned a lot about uh music and myself
1: good yeah i, yeah. I uh, there's a lot of guided masturbation portions
0: yes a lot um, of JOIs. yeah a lot of yep.
1: JOI, and that's that's mostly meant to teach you about yourself your mm-hmm. body it's like kundalini yoga but just with jerking off
0: love it yeah it, it's the peak of mm-hmm. my week
1: yeah Uh, it's the, uh, it is the only show on Shady Pines that plays music, believe it or not. Um, so, tune in if you like music.
0: Yeah, the rest of it is all, well, we're working through our OTs together, Mm -hmm. the Shady Pines community. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Science Factual is, like, I would say a podcast, right? Um, and everything else... You could call it a podcast. I'm pretty sure most other of the shows on on Shady Pines Radio is just, like, shrieking animals, um, and lament and gnashing teeth, right? Mm -hmm. Would you say that's accurate?
0: There's a lot of avant-garde. yeah sound mm-hmm. sessions mm-hmm. it's like the sfx behind movies without any context mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: know, one of those yeah. uh one of those things that you slide the, the violin bow across and it goes Wheep. sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally. water in there you move around mm. everyone knows what we're talking about the creaky gate machine absolutely yeah absolutely we can, we can cut all this right
0: i, I don't <laughs> i I don't, I don't have any editing software i don't i don't use editing software so yeah. i don't i mean yeah it's right. just it's always organic, one-shot, no edits. Fuck yeah, I love that. Yeah, so it's, it's true gonzo podcasting. Uh, Tyus, before we go any further, what is your Instagram?
1: So I have an Instagram now. It's yeah. at theonlyeuphonia.
0: It's the only one, folks. It's the only
1: one, people. There are not several other podcasts and bands that have named themselves Euphonia. It was a very smart thing to do that. No one else has done it. So if you look it up, I am the number one result on Google every time.
0: It's also not a descriptive concept of yeah, the nature no, no, no. of sound no. or anything <clears throat> like that. It's not a it's bird. A, it's not a commonly nope. found
1: bird. Nope. Uh, so, if it, bird. nope. Uh, so if you Google it, you won't just see a blue and yellow bird.
0: Not the branding or anything. Nope. A, nope. nope. Yeah. Mm. No. <sighs> but if you run into Titus, you get a cool sticker. It's true. If you find, me, one.
1: If you find me in the streets mm-hmm. and you come up behind me and you whisper in my ear and you say the secret phrase which you can only hear if you tune in to euphonia you gotta tune in. 5 to 7 p.m every friday pacific time on shadybindsradio.com. i will give you a free sticker and guess what mm. we're almost out of those stickers so you better hurry up you but gotta hurry good news we're going into 2023 we're gonna get new stickers or patches i can't decide so if you want if you want either stickers or patches why don't you just assault reese and let him know say oh reese this other person should make patches or they should make stickers
0: i'm turning him know. i'm turning my nipples into patches so i'll have at least three Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. so ties how did you get your start in radio is is spr your first home or like how did you like what 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 made you want to start euphonia
1: yeah so when i was in college uh me and my me and my roommate were like oh we should do college radio you know it's it's accessible it's there it's there for you uh and then it turned out it was really hard and they wanted us to do a bunch of stuff that we didn't know how to do. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't do it then. But that seed, it, it stayed in my mind. And it, 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 there was a fermentation of it.
0: Do they have like a broadcast like program? Do they yeah, have they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Boise State Radio. That's yeah. the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, yeah my brother and i did that out of santa monica college like yeah. broadcast journalism was my first stint in college
1: yeah i was a coward and weak and also i didn't know a lot so uh, i said no i don't want to do this okay. but it turns out uh, i did want to do that i just had to this wait. was then and not now yeah now i'm 30 plus years old and i realized that this hey, is 33 you don't actually need to know how to do anything you just have to have confidence and go into it and then people will like it
0: sure yeah Euphonia, uh, so <laughs> 5 to 7 Fridays <laughs> on Friday On ShadyPinesRadio.com
1: I got started on Euphonia the same way you got started on Science Factual We both saw the same yeah, fucking post we did,
0: yeah we sure did this, <laughs> We talked about this we last did, time We did, we did, if you're listening to the old Aliens uh, Or Alien episode I assume
1: rather. you're all Science Factual heads mm. And you've been listening to every show And you know the lore, you know all the background uh, So yeah. yeah, it's me again, back in the saddle Ready to talk about the sequel to Alien
0: Awesome I'm glad that Euphonia is on the air. You're like in the 60 plus episodes range too.
1: Yeah. I'm... Or
0: earrings, I guess, because you do it all sorts of weird and live where I...
1: Yeah, so it's a live show, so it's I can't all... can't do that. It's all fucked up, and uh, it's a fun, new experience every time. The only thing that will stay throughout any experience in Euphonia is that you're gonna hear good music. True. You, euphonia.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: other thing is that I'm gonna fuck up at some point and then also do a Michelob Ultra ad. So, those are the main three things.
0: Still unpaid. I don't know if you can call it an... isn't Well, it, well okay, an unpaid advertisement I for mean, Michelob Ultra... Like,
1: Honestly, I think I'm being paid an exposure. Um and, and can returns, well, right? They, yeah. yeah. And they stopped, sending Bottle me, returns. they stopped sending me cease and desists, which I think is a um, <laughs> implicit uh, acceptance of Sure.
0: Oh, that's a, that is a step in the right direction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, good. Okay. Good. I
1: assume. Okay. I guess I should say I assume they're sponsors.
0: So you're no longer tied up in litigation. They're yeah. at the, they're at the point where yeah. like obviously well, the court system hasn't worked. We're going to have to send out yeah. our Michelob corporate sponsored assassin.
1: Once they realized that it was my only sustenance throughout the week, they really backed up. They really eased off once they found out that it was uh, the only okay. thing that Gary was feeding.
0: Me. Yeah. Oh. So, so okay. So like he's on sixty four calories yeah a meal
1: i mean if you notice i don't or have that's nickel blight light yeah it's blight of light okay, Michelob sorry, Ultra I, is, I believe about yeah. 64 and uh, 64 calories per can is it okay uh, I, well all i know is it's the fastest growing beer brand in america right now mm. um you might have a hard time understanding me because all my teeth have fallen out uh because <laughs> of the fact that i only consume beer
0: Gotcha, and it's only once a week. You, you and Ben Franklin, yeah, and the rest of the founding fathers, because yeah. there was no potable water. It was yeah. just yeah, the, whatever. All
1: my, all my skin is sagging off my bones. Yeah. I'm very pallid. Um, no you, teeth.
0: You look like Fat Bastard in mm-hmm. Austin Powers Three.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same, but a little skinnier.
0: Bit of a problem here. Yeah, you know? and
1: unfortunately, my neck does look like a vagina, but mine looks like a blue waffle.
0: Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Solid blue waffle reference. Yeah, let's very go. <laughs> nice. I had I had compartmentalized that to another part of my brain oh, that I didn't necessarily I'm here to, need
1: to. I'm here to bring it up. You know, Lemon it, Party.
0: Please visit. Okay, pause this podcast. Mm-hmm. Go to lemonparty.org. Still very much active. Is
1: it? Yeah. When's the last time you checked?
0: Oh, within the last week. Okay. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. All those dudes are dead now.
0: So. Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. Fine.
1: It's fine. No one. No shame. Kid. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Well. Oh. It seems like they were happy. They
0: had a good time. Yeah, yeah they had at least yeah. one good looks time. like they
1: had no regrets.
0: No regrets. That's true. So, Tyus, what was your first exposure to sci-fi? Because I know we kind of talked about this in the last episode, but for those who haven't listened, yeah, so I know be- they're interested.
1: Believe it or not, it was the film Aliens. So my parents had aliens on Laserdisc. And for our Gen Z audience, Very that nice. is like a vinyl... LP, a grail, if you will, but it is—it looks
0: like a CD, and it plays movies. It's about the size of the steering wheel, right? Yeah, now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's a. By the way, we're re-
0: we're recording in the mobile studio. This mm-hmm. is the.
1: Yeah, and it's spacious, it and is. I love it.
0: Shout out Subaru crosstrack
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? I looked into buying one of these. You know? Yeah. Uh, but then it turned out I didn't have money.
0: So I... <laughs> I rented one. Yeah? Uh, and, and then fell in love with it, and then yeah. bought one.
1: Oh shit! Yeah. Let's go. I wanted a, a Mazda five i would have driven one of those you know sure another you know another
0: I'm, great hatchback
1: you know what i'm driving now folks what's that well that's a diesel jetta oh yeah uh,
0: okay yeah. yeah It
1: snuck past the epa regulations part it should have been recalled but i'm not telling
0: <laughs> i'm not telling either yeah and you
1: don't get you don't get this gas mileage that by a dozen of people who are going
0: to listen to this podcast i don't think yeah. they're going to tell you
1: hey dozens of folks tune into euphonia
0: fridays yeah. 5 to 7 p.m <laughs> dozens is liberal I'll talk yeah. it, I I didn't put an S on the end of that. Mm. The dozen, dozen. people. Mm. Yeah, singular dozen. Maybe a baker's dozen. We'll oh, see. If, but yeah.
1: to, to bring us back, it was mm. uh, it mm-hmm. was Aliens. And yes. I remember my parents watching Aliens on Laserdisc on their big-ass, nice couch that they had. And uh, I wandered into the room, and I asked them if it was okay if I watched the movie with them. And they said it was. And it was not okay. No. Because it has instilled a lifelong fear of vents into me and no. events hvac systems freak okay. me out sure what's in there to me aliens yeah it's probably aliens creeping crawling towards you might be jonesy could be jonesy but or newt. left behind newt. Or, or a random newt also i know that this is a uh a bit of a stretch uh james cameron two things very bad at casting child actors
0: if uh, i had to hear that scream mm-hmm. one more time <laughs> and, and was that not a canned scream you would think so. It's the same fucking mm-hmm. one every like. I I just. They should I, call it the newt this screen. is why I'll it's never like have, the have Wilhelm children. Wilhelm scream, but it's the newt. Screen. The newt. Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, did you see the new Avatar movie?
0: I have not brought myself to see the new Avatar movie. I went to a private school in Los Angeles mm-hmm. for part of my high school, and, and they made you sign a thing that said, "I will never watch
1: <laughs> Avatar 2.
0: Actually, it's quite possibly the opposite because James Cameron he did the commencement speech, if you will, of, oh fuck, and he spoke out of 45 minutes, 35 minutes about Avatar and how it is relative to our uh, like upcoming experience Let's of life going go. to college. And it was the biggest stroke fest I've ever seen. Hell in my
1: life. yeah, I love it. I love it, especially because uh, James so, Cameron has not moved on from the ideas that he had. know everything, every visual thing, other than the sexy blue cat people from Avatar, is 100%
0: cribbed from Aliens. Which is a great James Cameron movie. It is. It's and a it, fantastic movie. And it, like, I, I think it's it, it's rare that a sequel outshines the original.
1: It's true. And and famously, James Cameron said, "Oh, I will do a sequel to Aliens, but I'm not making an Alien sequel. I want to make it as different as possible." And he fucking succeeded
0: in a lot of ways except for the plot because basically it's it is they discover alien i mean like there are some subplots like burke's whole thing Mm -hmm. and the marines being all gung-ho and like the kid element with newt but it's ostensibly kill it with fire and then blow it Mm -hmm. up in the end he's not a good storyteller he's a good Mm -hmm.
1: movie maker sure okay yes yeah Oh, uh, it's still about capitalism and how capitalism is bad. Yes, and the, yeah. the main thing that will destroy
0: all of us. Weirly um, Nuitani will destroy us all.
1: Yep, uh, yeah. and uh, about you know they they really dumb it down by the the line Sigourney has where she's like, oh well, at least they don't sell each other out for a share. You know, uh, defending the uh, aliens. Which ah. have you seen Alien Three and?
0: Graduation. I've seen Alien Three. Okay. I've seen all the AVPs, and I'm looking forward to oh, alien, a,
1: alien Vaginal
0: Penetration. Yes, yeah, the Alien DVP. Yeah, is, is what I believe it's called. No, it's uh, it's coming out in 2023. What the fuck is, is there it called? They're new. They're new in AVP. No, no, not an AVP thing. No, it's a new. It, it's Alien Dark Descent. It's coming out this year. I watched a trailer for it. Mm. Looks pretty good. So, obviously, solid CGI. I mean, like we've kind of. We, we've we the there. yeah we've hit the CGI bridge gap. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was talking with somebody about this. Like, have you ever seen any 8K footage?
1: It's I'm n- too poor. My my TV <laughs> only does 1K. <laughs>
0: that's that's hardly possible. <laughs> 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 um, no, but but like 8K footage, it's like it's indiscernible. It doesn't look ostensibly like a, from 4K. like like, yeah. it, like you can only I mean, have so much the, pixel density yeah. based on hardware.
1: And the human eye can only. Captures so much right you know eventually you're putting a hat on a hat right
0: Mm. triple hat yeah which which, pretty cool (laughs) it's very cool (laughs) triple hats very cool but it just gets superfluous Mm -hmm. after a while and it's like okay like we've hit the apex cgi Mm -hmm. like like we might be able to map more points eventually Mm -hmm. for expressions and stuff like that but but really it's like it's, it looks as
1: visceral and real as it's ever going to look right now, and it still is stale and fucking nightmarish as shit and will never stand up to practical effects, in my personal opinion.
0: We sound like the inventors of the telegraph. Yeah. Hearing about like the a, invention of the telephone. I
1: sound like the coolest boomer. <laughs>
0: How can it possibly get larger than two hundred and fifty six megabytes of storage? <laughs> but but honestly, like it's like the holdout that Cameron did for Avatar to Avatar two mm-hmm. just seems gratuitous.
1: Yeah, um, I think he was busy enjoying his enjoying his billions of dollars or whatever mm. that he got from that, uh, sure. and diving in a boat. Uh, James Cameron has a very singular vision, uh, and it's about talking about how cool things exist underwater.
0: Sure. Yeah. And it is cool. Yeah. I mean, it is the last unexplored frontier, but just, like, don't be a douche about it.
1: Yeah. And uh, also, Newt and Spider from Avatar 2 are the same fucking
0: character. I'll have to take your word for it because I have not seen Avatar 2 and I don't have designs too because I have a backlog of other science fiction that I have to look into. It's quite a stretch and most people won't agree with me, but I'm going to stand by it. I will take you at your word. Okay. You've seen Aliens one through three. Have mm. you seen Resurrection? I have seen Resurrection. I've yes. not seen Resurrection. Okay. Okay. Is it worth watching?
1: Um. Um. From a from a uh, cultural standpoint, I suppose. Okay. Um,
0: if you're invested in the franchise, it's worth. No, watching. absolutely oh. not. Oh, if you're okay.
1: invested in the franchise and you like Aliens, mm. stop watching after Aliens because it is a free fall of trash after that. David Fincher, amazing director. One of the most talented people in the world. But Aliens 3 had a fraught production, which resulted in a very bad movie.
0: you still bolstering that practical effects claim? Uh, Because if we're talking Aliens 3, we have to talk about... As you call it, the David Fincher the David alien dog <laughs> fiasco, <laughs> yeah, I believe is what it was. The
1: David Fincher alien dog shit show. Yeah. Uh, there's an alien dog. It, I believe, is claymation, and it looks very bad. But I'm saying... No, like... at
0: one point, it was it was a greyhound in...
1: In a suit? In a suit. Oh, shit. Really? I, uh, maybe I conflated that with Resident Evil. Mm. Oh, goddamn. Either way, it looks like dog shit. Uh, the story doesn't make any sense. They were shooting it without a script, which is never... <laughs> Could sign no um sounds like an episode of science factual technically uh <laughs> made three times its budget so good for them congratulations david yeah uh but uh resurrection the only reason to watch it is to watch sigourney weaver shoot a fucking three-pointer behind the back because it happens and it was real and that's fucking sick other does than that
0: she walk away without looking and she does yeah explosion style she,
1: she does no explosions Very but cool ron thought. perlman does lose his shit Almost ruined the take.
0: I do love some Ron Perlman. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's got that big face.
0: Yes. Yeah. Speaking of Dark Descent, have you have you seen the trailer for that? I have not. I it it looks pretty fire. It looks pretty good.
1: I am in the dark completely about this. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, it looks good.
1: Okay, I'm excited. Which
0: which I, I have reservations, but it does look good. Can
1: you give me, from your understanding of it in the trailer, a quick synopsis of what we're looking at for the next Aliens film?
0: You're putting me on the spot right now, and I I don't appreciate that because Um, I'm doing the interview, and I don't have that information, like, queued up. I mean, you watched it. I did watch it once, right before watching (laughs) Aliens again. So I just, like, wiped my memory and was like, I need to focus on this. But it does look—it looks good. Okay. Yeah. Like, plot-wise, I encourage you to use the miracle in your pocket that has access to the internet. (laughs) Yes, your dick. (laughs) Access the internet via your dick. Uh, Does Danny McBride write or star in? No. No? (laughs) No. So, have you seen Prometheus, then, and and Alien Covenant? Because those are the more recent properties that have come out. Yes,
1: so Prometheus um, is a movie that they made, and it cost a lot of money. However, it um, does go against every single thing that I stand for. As someone who studied science, uh, it doesn't make any sense. They fucking... okay.
0: You hated on this so hard last time, too. Mm -hmm. What's the deal? I I think Prometheus is a good movie. Okay,
1: so if you're a scientist and you are in a foreign place where you don't know, okay, maybe the air is breathable, maybe it's not, do you you see a cobra that has the face of a vagina and take your helmet off and check it out and hang out with it? Or do you say, oh, this is all fucked up and I'm going to go log this and go back? The science element, completely lost. I get that. You don't make a good movie by people making good decisions, but the bad decisions that were made were so glaringly fucking horrible that it it angered me actively.
0: It was to showcase the hubris of humanity.
1: No, I see I see that. And hubris is a common theme throughout the aliens films.
0: Oh yeah. Markedly aliens.
1: <laughs> yeah. However, it felt like a cheap, poorly written cash grab. I mean, I just, this is me being me. I don't get, maybe there's a bunch of Prometheus heads out there and, and Alien Covenant heads out there, but uh, both those films can eat my asshole.
0: But from what I understand, like, okay, Covenant follows the events after Prometheus, like like it, it follows David yes. 8 around, like, and some of the engineers
1: Yes. So that's the And one as
0: you say somehow Danny McBride's. Danny McBride involved is in that, he's the pilot. Yeah, okay. Danny nice. McBride is
1: our pilot. Uh this
0: also the comic relief.
1: Is very much kind of akin to aliens, where there is a, another scientific crew then responding to something. So they okay. then stumble back on this thing that they think. Yeah, it's it's the same fucking story. Yeah. But they fold into it all of the unwanted background of the engineers and stuff to create this. Why is that
0: unwanted? I, I, don't, I don't understand okay. what, what you're. Why do you hate on the back of okay. the, okay. the engineer's backstory okay. so hard? I will. Okay. Because we're, we're going to talk about the fact that, like, if it weren't for the engineers, the xenomorphs wouldn't be bipedal or, any, or anything to that, because they, they adapt to their hosts.
1: This is true, and we're going to get in some, some fucking esoteric bullshit here, but this, to me, comes down to a how much do we trust our audience to fill in the blanks, versus how much do we need to lay down for them a beat-by-beat beat thing of what
0: happened. This was made for American culture. Do you, Except, like, uh, what do you What do you expect?
1: I know, but it's also made for fucking hard sci-fi nerds. And hard sci-fi nerds...
0: Can... No, the comics were made for hard sci-fi okay. nerds.
1: Okay, this is true. This is true. All I'm Any saying is, other
0: alien-based medium, aside from the movies, was made for the nerds.
1: I guess, to me, it misses the point of why you would want to make an Aliens movie. Like, What makes the first two Aliens movies so great is that they are claustrophobic nightmares with a fucking bad guy that can stand in for enemies both fucking political and biological you know sure. yeah. um and that gets kind of lost in the mythos of the engineers being like oh they created humanity and but public. it's it's
0: not about allegory with the engineers it's no. about origin
1: yes but do we need that for the story to be satisfied do we need to know exactly where the aliens came from and why because when i was no i suppose not when i was shown the original engineer in alien before all i had access to the internet and i could read about oh okay who the engineers created the aliens when it was just a giant motherfucker in a chair yeah my mind thought was oh they got xenomorphed you know the same thing happened to them them that's happening to to these next people and that is enough for me from a storytelling standpoint and i feel like once you start to fill these things in the back end who is it for because like if there are actual fans they're willing to make that jump logically and in their minds and, and tell that story to themselves versus having to be told that story aliens and alien both do incredible jobs doing visual storytelling Oh, yeah.
0: It's the foundation of the vehicle.
1: So in Aliens, which I watched today, you watched today as well, when they land and they enter the fucking terraforming station Mm -hmm. and that first scene, the first shot you see when they land, which is the bar sign.
0: Yeah. The doors flapping open. Doors flapping open.
1: It tells so much. It shows that this was a place with people. It all happened so quickly, but it allows you as a watcher to tell all of those stories in your mind to yourself without having to, I guess, have it set in stone and be this canon bullshit. Like, I guess I don't, I personally, as a viewer of sci-fi don't need my handheld that much when it comes to telling this backstory
0: no but but a backstory is is good nonetheless i mean i i I do enjoy a good backstory i think Mm -hmm. that prometheus it didn't softball it in it definitely Mm -hmm. spoke to like the nature of development behind Mm -hmm. like our involvement directly with Mm -hmm. our progenitors Mm -hmm. and the problem that is the bioweapon that became the Mm -hmm. xenomorphs
1: and it deals with a lot of the like the classics hard sci-fi tropes, which is like man versus technology, man versus god, man is god, you know, and, and man
0: wants to be god. Man wants to be god. Speaking of our relationship with mortality, hmm. I want to bring it into the realm of H.R. Giger real quick. Have you seen the Dark Star documentary?
1: I have not, but it's it's on my watch list because I,
0: I It is a must-watch. Okay, list. Because not only does it look at like the the weirdness of Geiger's life, mm-hmm. but it also kind of looks at his inspiration behind certain things, mm-hmm. the way that he used various mediums. It's pretty good, and he's an interesting dude for sure. You've seen a number of his other pieces because yeah, yeah, yeah. Necronomicon's my desktop background.
1: Mm-hmm. Geiger and Brzezinski are like my nice, yeah, big my big guy.
0: Cool. Couple of big guys. A
1: couple of big old <laughs> shoes to fill. Horrible nightmare images. I love it. Yeah, it's great.
0: It, uh Gears piece Birth Machine is another one of my favorites. Is that
1: the you see the ladies she's like a normal lady face, but then it like
0: The horns come out. No, that that's that's Necronomicon 2. Oh, okay. I believe if we are talking about the same one, but the, this one is it's the profile, it's like a gun that's sliced in half and the chamber has a bullet that is shaped like a baby mm-hmm. and then no, the I'm magazine sure. has a yep. number of those its birth machine because it's like he he, yeah. he talks about like the trauma of birth mm-hmm. setting off our entire psyche moving forward which i'm sure holds some sort of weight mm-hmm. in reality i don't know how much it does actually dictate but i, I mean it, it is an interesting concept and he's a super dark dude uh there's also the giger bar i forget where it is i think it's somewhere in switzerland but it, it'd be super rad to visit because like you see a lot more of his influence and imagery in mm-hmm. aliens than you do in alien yeah yes like the, t- the in alien the, it's like the, actual, it's the tunnel and stuff like yeah, that the created like the,
1: bio tunnels of yeah. the aliens and that's one of the things that i also really like about aliens over alien is the Wonderful look into the life cycle of the alien without having to like, like you get every single. You understand how aliens work. Yeah. Obviously, by the end of it, in a much more significant way than just like, oh, they lay the egg and bursts out of your chest. Da, 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 da. they use either like some sort of biological matter to create their fucking walls of their things. Like the people getting in in absorbed absorbed into that. It's unclear whether or not. Xenomorphs need to eat, drink, breathe, you know?
0: Yeah, do they just absorb through osmosis, like, various nutrients or whatever? Like, it it seems to be like they're a combination of a hive and, you know, like, kind of parasite.
1: the, The best moment in Aliens, to me, by far. Is when the Marines are all going in. Ripley's like, Oh, the area is not clear.
0: Yeah, it's like secure. Um, what do you mean it's no, not secure? Like, dumb, you, you, you were in there yeah, for sir. five seconds. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Dumbasses. Yeah, seriously. And they are walking through, and this goes to like, everyone is always like, Oh, you know, it's like Vietnam, it's like Vietnam. And it is like Vietnam. But when the aliens separate from the walls, and you just see that they are everywhere, surrounding you all the time, and then it makes you, as a, as a watcher, a, a viewer of the movie, think, Well, We've been watching this scene for 10 minutes. They've been walking through this for 10 minutes. They've been there the whole yeah. time. Oh, it's yeah. such an amazing... They're either
0: being stalked or they're just wa- flat out mm-hmm. walking past aliens that are, like, integrated into mm-hmm. the like, tubule system. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, like, like tension-wise, so it, it already existed. The tension was already there. But then, like, it goes back to that and ratchets it up further once you, like, r- make the realization that they're like, oh, no charlie's in the trees you know they're everywhere
0: charlie being the aliens charlie being the aliens. yes yeah
1: as a uh, the comparison between between the, Viet Cong the Viet Cong and and the aliens not that that
0: is well the, the aliens are notoriously communist
1: it's true yeah yeah so, they're communists they have punji pits that's another one of their main things that they do
0: watch out for those punji pits mm-hmm. here at shady pines radio we endorse doing dabbing and driving doing
1: drugs then getting in your car your thousands pounds of vehicle and just drive fast
0: we did an excessive amount of drugs at the shady pines festival and i very much drove yeah
1: you super drove i almost (laughs) made you drive me home
0: (laughs) yeah that's true but you and uh who was uh sebastian or no Uh,
1: well he was catatonic the entire time in the tent next to me
0: but uh folks don't take more than four tabs of acid that comes certified stamped from tyus and myself yeah
1: and uh if you have acid don't leave it baking in your car Mm. um, apparently because that that'll fuck you up it'll just
0: hyperactivate it yeah yeah yeah.
1: if you're if you're of russian descent
0: that's true what was that kid's name artem i don't fucking know no no it started (laughs) with an s anyway shout out s hope you're still alive buddy
1: Living uh, the dream. I tried to add you on fucking uh, Steam, and you you never.
0: Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're well, like, then it was oh, Add me on Steam. We'll play games. I was like, okay. And yeah. I did my fucking part. I added him. Well. Maybe he's embarrassed for being so bad at doing drugs. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess it is. If you're bad at doing drugs if you take too much. That's true. Yeah. You got to know your limits. You got to know your limits.
1: I'm gonna say I was barely able to do a job with you. While high on drugs. But he gave me some of those drugs and he just yeah. laid down in a tent all day.
0: That's true. You know, we um we, we were supposed to work the merch booth. Yeah. And at one point we took a no notice break <laughs> to, to go into the the creek there at Red Mud Ranch, which was very nice. And pretty early on. It was pretty early on. Yeah, I know. Like we started peaking pretty hard early.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, uh, about 20 minutes had elapsed into the uh, hole eight hour thing for me it was eight hours yeah. for you it was four hours
0: uh I'm and experienced.
1: About 20 <laughs> minutes in um yeah we were high yeah.
0: on drugs mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's good times it's good times
0: thank you for being so accepting shady pines family yeah thanks, <laughs> shady pines fam yeah
1: you should have come out and done uh
0: karaoke oh i, I meant to you it know? was fun Missed you missed out. Yeah, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Everyone
1: was like, oh, where's Reese?
0: Oh, uh, where's Reese? Don't do that.
1: Oh, Titus, where's Reese? And I was like, I'm not mm. my brother's keeper.
0: No, oh, well, that's true.
1: Yeah, he's probably glopping up loads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also true at the time. Yeah, also very true. Another job I got canned from, because mm. I, I wouldn't get Kumboni certified. Mm-hmm. It's the little machine I used to drive around the glory hall room <laughs> to sweep up all the comms. Too tall. It's Titus, really. Yeah. It's tightest. Yeah. All right, so... Speaking of the aliens, what, let's get into a little bit of a synopsis okay. of the movie from 1986. Mm-hmm. The James Cameron directed vehicle. Yes, definitely spoilers. A spoiler alert has gone out. So if you didn't, if he- you if you didn't the, heed that.
1: If you haven't seen the Michael Bain vehicle aliens, watch it now.
0: Um, so the synopsis. <laughs> Good reads, luck
1: editing this. By yeah. No,
0: thank you. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. You know what goes into it. Yeah so sorry thank I, you i've so, been trying not to fuck it up but this is why i haven't had ties on in almost 40 episodes it's
1: fine <laughs> you have a you have 28 hours to to modify
0: this that's true i do have about 28 hours from right about now yeah actually it's 7 30 at night i have uh i've got 30 36 hours Roughly okay. before it absolutely has to be uploaded. Hey, I'm, bad
1: at, I'm bad at math, so good job.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's just 24 plus 12. Hey,
1: back to aliens. Why don't you take yeah. this seriously? It's okay.
0: your podcast. i tried to. I'm trying to take it seriously. I'm trying to take it seriously over here. All right. So hey, the synopsis. Can I hit that weed pen? Yeah, you can hit this weed pen. Sure. Let's take it seriously. So the synopsis read, reads as such. Oh, you just pull on it. My penis, not the pen. Not the okay. we're talking about my penis, folks. Oh, stuff's coming out. Ellen Ripley has been in stasis for 57 years So the movie takes place in 2179 uh, Aboard an escape shuttle After destroying her ship the Nostromo To escape an alien creature that slaughtered the rest of her crew We know this Mm -hmm. This is from Alien Mm -hmm. Alright she is rescued and debriefed by her employers at the Wayland Utani Corporation, who are skeptical about her claim of alien eggs in a derelict ship on the exomoon mm-hmm. LV426.
1: And really quick, one way that you know it's it's in the future is that uh they pop the collars on their suit jackets.
0: So so true. Yeah, yeah. Paul Reiser's suit jacket collar is <laughs> yeah. popped as fuck.
1: Yeah, it's popped as fuck, and you know what? It looks
0: cool. It does look cool. He also rocks a hella LL Bean catalog. Hell yeah, dude! Later, with yeah. the the plaid shirt with the vest.
1: This is pathetic.
0: <laughs> that whole scene, peak Paul Reiser. All right.
1: R.I.P. Paul
0: Reiser. R.I.P. Oh, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> After contact is lost with the colony, Wayland Utani representative Carter Burke, shout out Paul Reiser, and Colonial Marine Lieutenant Gorman ask Ripley to accompany them to investigate. Still traumatized by her alien encounter, she agrees to the condition that they exterminate the creatures. Ripley is introduced to the Colonial Marines on the spaceship Sulaco, but is distrustful of their android Bishop due to the android on board the Nostromo, that would be Ash, who I just mentioned.
1: Absolute dickhead. Absolutely dickhead.
0: Shout out Ian Holm. Uh, having betrayed its crew to protect the alien on company orders, which is a recurring theme in Aliens <clears> because, throat> throat> as we find out later, Burke is a total fucking dickhead. <laughs> A dropship delivers the expedition to the surface of LV-426 where they find the battle-ravaged colony and two live alien facehuggers in containment tanks, which, by the way, what the fuck? Yeah. Why would you attempt to contain them? Just eradicate them. Yeah, well... They're clearly better predators than you. Like, well, what uh, the fuck are you thinking?
1: Again, I, I believe that Whaling yutani was like, oh, look at the science behind it. The, oh, for sure. The massive ability to rewrite DNA, all this stuff. Very fucking lucrative shit. Absolutely. So they're willing to take on the risk.
0: The team locates the colonists beneath the fusion-powered atmosphere processing station and heads to their location, descending into corridors covered in alien secretions. Yanks... yeah alien come. at the station center the marines find open eggs and dead face hackers alongside the cocoon colonists now serving as incubators for the creature's offspring which is a lot of imagery that you see in the comics which is super awesome Mm -hmm. and i feel like the comics really get more into like the gore and lament because like you had to do like quick scenes quick cut scenes Mm -hmm. because like people could only be in that situation for so long whereas like you could really get into the details of a comic panel. Oh, yeah. You can You can really wrench their guts out. That's for sure. So the Marines kill an infant alien after it bursts from a colonist's chest, rousing several adult aliens who ambush the Marines and kill or capture many of them. When the inexperienced Gorman panics, like a bitch, mm-hmm. Ripley assumes command, takes control of their armored personnel carrier, and rams the nest to rescue Corporal Dwayne Hicks and Private Hudson and Vasquez. Which, shout out... Bill Pullman,
1: Private Hudson, Uh,
0: classic snark.
1: Yeah, absolute legend.
0: Yes. Hicks then orders the dropship to recover the survivors, but a stowaway alien kills the pilots, and it crashes into the station. Mm -hmm. Fucking stowaways, dude. Yeah. It's always the stowaways. It's always the stowaways. Yeah. You're never safe. You're literally never safe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Has anyone here seen Firefly? That show wouldn't have existed had stowaways not been there.
0: That's so true. That's very true. Also, without Nathan Fillion.
1: Yeah, and Christina Hendricks, monumental
0: mm. tits. Yes, they are monumental titties, yes. Hey, uh, Ida Yeah? Yeah. I bet you beat De Mm hmm. Okay. I
1: beat De out of my dick.
0: Excellent. Leave that in. Excellent stuff, yes. <laughs> Only the cream of Tyus' dick for yeah. SPR. The cream of the cock should i even continue the episode i think we might okay (laughs) because i feel like we might i'm sorry i'm really but we should have just ended on cream of the cock
1: yeah i'm really shitting all over your whole format and uh i'm sorry about that
0: no that's fine that's fine (laughs) euphonia five to seven fridays shady pines radio no format no format almost out of ammunition and resources the survivors barricade themselves inside the colony at which point ripley discovers that burke ordered the colonists to investigate the derelict spaceship containing Bitch. the alien eggs Absolutely. intending to profit by recovering them for Absolute biological no, weapons second. research which burke admits to is a bad call yeah <laughs> he's like okay we'll was it a bad call <laughs> It was a yeah. It was a bad call. Yeah. I'll admit it. Yeah. Right. Okay. This is
1: very much this is very much the behavior of someone that just graduated from school, but they they were in a frat, and so yeah. they got their job at whatever firm they're at because of their frat.
0: They've never been make, reprimanded yeah. for fucking up before. Yeah. They're trying to make big moves, and <laughs> yeah. they
1: shit the bed big time. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's Paul Reiser.
0: <laughs> in this character, Paul yeah. Reiser, I'm sure, is but a no. no man. As a human being, no. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck Paul Reiser.
1: No amount of Stranger Things appearances will make him a good guy
0: Oh, well Just kidding That's your opinion I love
1: Paul Reiser and Stranger Things Better than Matthew Modine Fuck that guy Anyhow, to aliens Paul Reiser dies
0: He does eventually, but that's not where we're at yet, actually He does die, it's a great death But before she can expose him, Bishop informs the group that the dropship crash damaged the power plant, cooling system, and the plant will soon overheat and explode, destroying the colony. Mm -hmm. You know, that old trope.
1: Yeah, classic sci-fi stuff.
0: Classic. He volunteers, he being Bishop, to travel to the colony transmitter and remotely pilot the Sulaco's remaining dropship to the surface. Which is a good juxtaposition against, like, Ash, who was basically there in the original to... Act as like a Paul Reiser Burke-esque yeah. character, like driving for the, you know, wants of
1: your evil foil. Yeah. yeah, Bishop is the coolest android. He is uh, he holds top two position as coolest androids or coolest robot uh, next to him and uh, Kevin Spacey robot from Moon. And those are the two cool robots Everyone else can suck ass
0: Yeah dude, shout out Kevin Spacey who's never done anything wrong Yeah,
1: that guy's totally chill And I would love to spend a lot of time with him alone and no one around I think it would go
0: well the inno- A lot of innocence has been lost in America mm-hmm. But not with Kevin Spacey Yeah You know, he he's like, he's truly the He, I, I feel like he's our Mr. Rogers
1: Yeah He's like, oh, he's like, he's like Tom Hanks. If Tom Hanks wasn't such a bitch and, and got COVID, you know, mm. showed sure he was
0: weak. So he's like Colin Hanks.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a Colin Hanks. Did you see that?
0: Uh... Actually, if, if we're going to go super hard with it, he's more like a Chet Hanks, which is the apex of the Hanks dynasty. Bugman star. <laughs> I can't even with this, dude. I can't even look at him. I can't even look at Chet Hanks. So bad. I can't even fucking look at him. All right.
1: It's <laughs> so bad.
0: <laughs> After falling asleep in the medical laboratory, Ripley, we're getting back to Aliens okay. now. Okay. Which doesn't, unfortunately, start Chet Hanks, yeah, American no Sweetheart. <laughs> um,
1: after, hey, Tom said it's a family business, so we can expect Chet in the future.
0: Is he in Dark Dynasty or what? Are the, well, no, what he's a,
1: Sebastian in The New Little Mermaid.
0: No, Chet no, Hanks no. is not the new you son of a bitch. You, you almost got me <laughs> going there. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> Getting back to aliens, after falling asleep in the medical laboratory, Ripley and Newt awaken to find themselves trapped with the two released facehuggers, which I would not want. Mm-hmm. They're super not tight. And
1: also, like, what a fun uh, d- fucking Sigourney Weaver's acting! Like, I get acting next to a wooden child who's yes. very bad at acting. Yes. But like, the, and screaming the fucking oh honey, honey, we're in trouble! I, know. I fucking it blew my mind. It blew my mind. It's so bad.
0: I think it was, like, this desperate feeling of redirection because she lost her child. Yeah, she lost her kid, yeah. yeah. So there's that element to it, so, you know, I I mean, I can... But that's a
1: deleted scene, that's not even in the actual cut that we get. But the OG cut does not, does not talk about her. Oh, her her daughter. Doesn't show her finding out that her daughter died.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: No, the OG cut does not show her daughter I must have have seen the
0: director's cut.
1: Yeah, it has to be, because the OG cut, like... It, it makes so much more sense to include that little bit And it's only a couple seconds Where she's looking up on the computer, right? And she looks up her kid And she finds out she died That is not in the theatrical
0: cut Huh, yeah, no, Burt comes in and says like Yeah, she was 66 the year that she passed
1: I am almost certain that's cut If it's not, please cut this from
0: the Okay, no, I'm, I'm letting it in Because I think that the people need to know that you're flawed <laughs> uh, So, speaking of Burke She accuses Burke of releasing the facehuggers to implant her and Newt with the alien embryos, allowing him to smuggle them through Earth's quarantine, which is super fucked and, Mm -hmm. like, super in line with Mm -hmm. how the corporation views people, which is, like, as livestock, ostensibly. Drug meals. Uh, The powers then suddenly cut, and aliens attack through the ceiling. In the ensuing firefight, the aliens kill Burke, thanks Satan, uh, subdue Hudson, and injure Hicks, the cornered Gorman and Vasquez sacrifice themselves to avoid capture, which Vasquez is a bad B.
1: Yeah, Vasquez, absolute motherfucking awesome shit. I will say that James Cameron does have a kind of a weird thing going on there with like, uh, Latina military women Making the ultimate sacrifice You mm-hmm. know It uh, popped up in Avatar It just yes. seems very If it happens more than once It's, it, it's you're a theme. starting to have a pattern Yes near James.
0: Yeah it's a little weird
1: And that might say a lot about you But At the time in the 80s Very pervasive Oh yeah Yeah Sure yeah. Loved it immensely Yeah Yeah Vasquez Absolute badass The most charismatic Of the Marines Other than Bill Paxton
0: yes other than hudson hicks is like your classic kind of like he's
1: not charismatic.
0: no he's just there he's just a jarhead he's just he's
1: just just a jarhead and for the last 30 minutes of the movie he's not even fucking in like his last line is his last line is like get it off me right about his fucking chest piece and then he's like
0: he's just passed out he's just gone movie. yeah basically
1: in Aliens 3 the entire ending of Aliens is undone because everyone that is saved at the end dies except for Ripley off screen they're just like oh they're all dead Newt dead fucking uh, Michael Bane dead Jonesy obviously dead because it's a cat and it never got frozen so it was alive the whole time but like Fuck man! Don't start out your movie with killing anything that connects you with the last movie.
0: Also, shout out Jonesy.
1: Yeah, shout out Jonesy, yeah. ultimate ultimate goat of yeah. the Aliens franchise. Yeah. Faced an alien, won, yeah. and yeah. lived a peaceful life afterwards. Absolutely. You know, I assume someone took Jonesy under their wing on the on the spaceship.
0: At at, at the station where like where they yeah. leave from to reinvestigate yeah. LV forty six. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm certain. A I,
1: charming yeah. cat. Someone had to have
0: absolutely uh getting back to the plot of aliens <laughs>
1: getting back to the uh, actual substance of your
0: <laughs> yes picking back up newt is separated from ripley and taken by the creatures mm-hmm. and ripley then brings hicks and Disha back to the second dropship but she refuses to abandon newt and arms herself before descending into the processing station hive alone in order to rescue her yes which starts off the best Sequence of the movie. Kicking this off, is what we've been waiting for the whole movie.
1: Kicking off the best montage, not for a woman action ph- uh, action hero, but of any which, of which there were few. Of which there were few. Any action hero. It's the best gearing up montage. <laughs> of all time it every single frame of that gearing up montage hits so fucking hard and you understand as a viewer what she is doing as she's doing it and when you see the end product of her fucking Frankenstein together flamethrower machine gun fucking grenade launcher you're like hell yeah hell yeah go get your dead kid Ripley
0: except that somehow despite all of her screams uh, Newt is not dead and during their escape, they encounter the alien queen surrounded by dozens of eggs. And when one begins to open, Ripley hits her PTSD mode and just, like, fucking destroys all the eggs and her ovipositor, yeah. which, hard pause. Mm-hmm. Hard pause right now, Tyus yes. McCowan. Okay. Are we familiar with sex toy ovipositors?
1: Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, the alien, The alien cum eggs.
0: There are so many. Yeah. I forget the website. I'm gonna plug it.
1: I was aware of this before Andrew Callahan and Channel Five did their expose on the whatever fucking thing they did. But the ovipositor uh, cum eggs—they're real. They're out there. People are getting filled up with eggs every day, on purpose.
0: Yes, on the uh, regular.
1: Yeah, people are taking the scariest part of aliens and coming from it.
0: Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> <coughs> dear jesus i can't i can't you're right, hit this you're anymore right, you're, you're welcome to I'll hit take, it more I'll yeah I'll yeah I'll do it guy. see this is why i'm afraid of dabs why it's it's too harsh on my little lungs i feel like i'm getting copd no. from weed
1: no yes it's dude bye do you think it's
0: the cigarettes though
1: it's the cigarettes yeah. oh how okay. long have you been smoking cigarettes
0: okay i i've been smoking for a long time but i haven't been Smoking, like I haven't bought packs for many, like a couple of years. So yeah,
1: like, I was gonna say ever since I've met you, you've right? Never had, had a pack of cigarettes to yet. give anyone right. or yourself. Yes,
0: yeah. I, I have to maintain my membership oh. at the JCC somehow. Yeah,
1: and so, you got that that audio chocolate that that deep yeah. baritone. I assume you have to supplement that and yes. maintain that with tobaccos. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like if I don't have like a certain cellular mm. growth rate in mm. my lungs. And lymphatic system Yeah Then I don't feel like I'm achieving
1: mm-hmm. I mean I, I, I smoked since I was 14 years old I quit a couple of years ago Sure I vape now I was about um, the, I was about. The, yeah we're,
0: we're in the same boat basically The reason yeah. Instead I Instead of vaping though I smoked Yeah you know, Maybe two, three cigarettes a week
1: So the reason that I even really got into smoking was that I, I hated how high my voice was mm. I was a tenor Okay. And, uh, I was like oh I'll smoke I'll try and like rasp it up a little bit And, and if you want I can do my voice Before I smoked just to give you it, I don't it know worked. that I want to hear it I used this sound like this Oh, I'm
0: just <laughs> uh, I, I knew there was a reason Why I didn't want to hear it The very little Respect that I held for you <laughs> Has gone out the window
1: <laughs> I don't need respect
0: That's true no it doesn't pay the bills Mm-mm. The Kardashians have proven that steering away from trash television let's not
1: let's not pretend that it didn't take talent for kim kardashian to take ray j's python
0: yes that's true now you have to you have to get a serious wide on for a piece like that yeah Yeah,
1: like you have to you have to be open and willing Mm. to take uh the raycon creator's massive cock and then film that and put it out in the world at your mother's behest
0: wait Ray J was behind Raycon headphones yeah my guy oh I didn't know that yes dude oh really yes I can't believe I made that connection but didn't realize that connection yeah
1: yeah Raycon's or Ray J oh yeah. good for him yeah good for him yeah yeah I like to see wow him. dude Ray K's like coming up all W. I I know but all, it's all roses for Ray J for, for Ray J, <laughs> not Ray J. K.
0: Uh,
1: I like to see Ray J succeed and I really like seeing Soulja Boy succeed
0: oh yeah Soulja Boy tell yeah. him
1: he tells him, uh, "Yeah, uh, and uh, he's got a lot of ventures, and most of them are failures. Uh, but you know what? I like to see him succeed."
0: I, I explained to my grandmother what supermanning that home meant. Oh, yeah.
1: How did she feel about that?
0: She was not enthused. Well, yeah, yeah. I can understand. Yeah. She was part of the greatest generation that like sacrificed themselves so that we could soldier boy that home.
1: Yeah. Oh, sacrificed themselves and bought houses for like fifteen thousand dollars American, <sighs> fucking
0: adjusted dude i shit fifteen thousand dollars on health insurance like that's we're not doing great here in america it's fine no for, for, my, great. for my four listeners in australia and i think two in japan mm-hmm. i got some diversity yeah also hey please listen to me over hey, there japan yeah
1: way to be in ingenious with that little fucking fake gun there you know we thought we were on top of it but you guys took out abe no problem Man, Keep
0: Abe. That in there. Yeah. I'll, you know, I, right. I have Octo to... Look. is Korea. Are you... Is this now a pro-Korea? I forget that you're... What? A, no. su- a pseudo-South Korean.
1: Yeah, uh, I was. I, ju- I got jumped in.
0: <laughs> you got jumped in yeah. South Side yeah. so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those North Korean... Yeah.
1: They're, they're a bunch of putas.
0: Norteños.
1: Yeah.
0: As they're called. Yeah. <laughs> in North Korea. Let's, let's just <laughs> let's turn this yeah all right wrapping up the movie mm-hmm. pursued by the enraged queen ripley and newt join bishop and hicks on the drop ship and escape moments before the station explodes consuming the colony in a, nu- in a nuclear blast mm-hmm. just like how the nostromo was ex- was consumed by a blast mm-hmm. i mean it, it you know look if you have a fucking formula and it works why not follow it yeah also again bishop is the dopest android of the series I would say definitely better than David. Uh, yeah. 100% better than Ash. David's Ash can suck a dick. Also, still about that fucking milk.
1: Yeah, uh, big milk guy.
0: All about that milk.
1: All about that milk. All about the 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 nice, milky insides, you know, which I appreciate. You know, if I was living in the future and they were making synthetic human beings, I would hope that their insides were funfetti colored or something. Right. You know, to just differentiate a little bit. It might, you know, racist... You think, you know, oh, white blood, milky blood over here, you know? But, uh,
0: mm. I, I like how your mind went directly to how can we be prejudiced against the android.
1: I mean, I'm human and a white man. Yeah. Leave this all. Yeah. Broadcast this.
0: Yeah. I want um, the people to know <laughs> how much of a monster you really are. But
1: no, like that's that's hard sci-fi. We get into it, and it's all oh, what's the problem? It's the same problems we always have.
0: White. Greed white people. And oh. White people. Oh yeah. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but Ty is... Just oh, audio sc- medium? I'm scissoring.
1: I'm, I'm finger-fucking my own hands to show yeah. that capitalism and uh, the, white male the, patriarchy. the Western the Western push throughout the last, like, seven, 800 years yeah. is uh, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> that's true. That's what that means. He's scissoring away the white male patriarchy, folks. That's the only way to do it. Aboard the Succolo, even that's not, that's not what it's called. Aboard the Sulico, the group is ambushed by the Queen, who's stowed away in the dropship's landing gear. Fucking yes. stowaway. It's fucking stowaway, Queen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. The Queen tears Bishop in half, which, I mean, did he deserve that?
1: No, absolutely. The disrespect to Bishop. And you know what? But hey, from a storytelling standpoint, maybe it's, it's highlighting the cunning intelligence of the alien creatures because Mm. when the power gets shut off right before the big attack happens, up until that point, you're thinking, oh, they're like a bacterial growth. They're a creature. They're whatever. And uh, I think it's not Hicks, but um, Bill Paxton's character. Hudson. Hudson who comments on it. He's like, oh, they shut off the power. Oh, maybe they can think beyond this. Maybe they can hold grudges and she saw that uh little milky guts here helped her not be able to fucking eat this kid
0: i think it's for the same reason that the engineer eliminates david in prometheus Mm -hmm. they're able to discern the fact that like this is different from like our prey Mm -hmm. so we need to eliminate them because they are like a tool that our prey uses to survive
1: it's true, but I think there might be some, like, uh, extra context between the two Because of, like, the more primal thoughts Sure, of without, the, without Prometheus,
0: the... you wouldn't have that thought necessarily about Yeah, alien.
1: no, yeah. absolutely and in, and in Prometheus, I got a lot not just like, oh, I'm, I'm slapping his head off because he's dangerous But also I'm slapping his head off because he thinks he can play God
0: Right, he's speaking, you know. he's trying to speak in my language yeah. and I don't like it yeah. because I am the shit. I am I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah. you can, you're not the guy. You you were created by the guy who thinks he's the guy based mm-hmm. off of me, mm-hmm. the guy.
1: A slap of your head
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. And quite easily. Yeah.
1: Just like Ripley very slowly slapped the alien. It queen. is
0: okay. <laughs> so Ripley fights the creature with an exosuit cargo loader which Is as dope as it gets for 1986, Mm -hmm. which was basically an Armatron on legs, which if you're not familiar with the Armatron from Radio Shack, it was basically the the grippers that she has. Mm -hmm. I love a gripper. (laughs) It's a solid grip, solid 1986 (laughs) grip. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine gripper. Cocaine gripper. Uh, It it was one of those like weird defunct, you know, like toys that they showed a commercial of it working, but it, it took 200 could, takes yeah. to make it work.
1: You could do anything with oh, yeah.
0: Robbie the Robot Gripper. Exactly.
1: Uh, but it turns out, you can. not
0: So, she's working this Armatron on the Queen, mm-hmm. delivers the classic line Get away from her, you bitch! Get away from her. You, you bitch. bitch! You bitch! It's so good. Only only Sigourney <laughs> Weaver can do yep. it. I and mean, it's, it's fucking fantastic.
1: Does the slowest... Mechanical bitch slap of all time,
0: and the queen takes it, yeah, hard. Uh, Ripley then proceeds to expel it through an airlock once again into space. Go, go mm-hmm. with what you know, mm-hmm. right? Yep, gets that leg out last second,
1: yeah. Really excited for you to watch, uh, uh, Resurrection, okay? Yeah, it, uh, I am too. Yeah, it, uh, it for sure just keeps hitting these same points
0: because I, I went to AVP, mm-hmm. you know, like because I, I, I love Predator. I'm going to cover Predator this year. I have I was, to.
1: I will be honest. I was super confused. I went to yeah. AVP, but I thought it was Ass versus Pussy.
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Big mistake on my part. Yeah.
0: Ass versus Pussy probably only aired at the Paris Theater, which is now yeah. a sad remnant of what it used to be, just like the rest of Portland. Yeah. <laughs> don't move here. Don't. No, don't Go move. away. Yeah. Move to Boise. Move to LV426. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, Move to LV Vortu6, they got about, I don't know, 60-70 families there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Well, not anymore at least. Yeah. They, they got to they got about hundred xenomorphs. Mostly. <laughs> Alright, so she kicks it out the airlock. Mm-hmm. Nude is safe. Mm-hmm. Ripley and her boobies, which makes another cameo tank top okay. appearance. Nipping hard. Nipping hard. Nipping hard. 50, looking great 57 oh, years later.
1: Absolutely. Still like, pert. When I saw, you know, Galaxy Quest, you rolled around and you're like, oh, she still got it. It's like, no, we didn't understand how much she still had it. Yes. Because now she still got it. Yes. She was still getting it. Yes. Now she still has it.
0: You know, when you're right, you're probably right. Yeah.
1: Because I Allen? didn't follow all of that. Tim Allen never had it.
0: No, Tim Allen never had it except for cocaine. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Muck. Always had it. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Alan Rickman hard. So yeah, she, Hicks, Bishop, Mm -hmm. Newt, they enter hypersleep and go back to Earth. Mm -hmm. Presumably.
1: Presumably, until you get into the deep, dark secrets of the rest of the Alien franchise. Mm. And the David Fincher-directed Aliens 3 stylized as Aliens Cubed
0: three times the blank
1: three, three times, times the terror three, three times t- the alien yes yeah
0: i forget the first one
1: i don't know what either of i just guessed for all three
0: but three cubed is nine which is the amount of threes that were on the poster
1: mm-hmm. and how many alien movies are up to at this point it might be nine mm. uh, holy
0: fucking shit
1: i know right am i right
0: Speaking of threes, we're gonna have to save the rest of the aliens franchise for part three.
1: Uh, uh, we gotta go over David Fincher. We have to yeah. talk about. We have to talk about Worm Tongue being in the whole fucking thing. We have okay. to talk about how uh, it's great.
0: We will talk about how, how it's great. What else we
1: have to talk about? We have to talk about how Shitty Ponds Radio is now a five hundred one c three see uh, Aliens three. Yes, which means that now, when you give us your money, you can mm-hmm. write it off to the government, yes. which basically makes it free.
0: So it's what's known as a write-off. Yeah, it's, Jerry.
1: You know what? Uh, I'm just learning about all this stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just was recently expelled from a cloning pod.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So this is all very new to me, but from what I understand. Give us your money.
0: Yeah. Go to patreon.com forward slash shady radio. Yeah. You sign up for any various level of the mm-hmm. Patreons. Mm-hmm. You get dope merch. Mm-hmm. You get access to pre-sales of Ooh. tickets to all the various Ooh, festivals tr- and shows true. You and do stuff. Get that. Super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um Ooh. Y- you get an yeah. ovipositor I believe. Yeah,
1: I think that I think that I it, in the fine print it says that Reese and I will make you an ovipositor Yes At a certain level which is undisclosed Uh, So you have to hit that point You
0: gotta reach OTA OTA
1: and then we'll talk Yeah Um, Other things that are offered Get-togethers Yeah Uh, Karaoke nights
0: Karaoke nights
1: What else? Uh, Fun parties uh, Backyard shenanigans Backyard shenanigans Um,
0: Portland night market
1: Yeah, actual concerts You know, all sorts of the things You, hey Do you miss having friends and a friend group? It's basically that. Yeah. But sometimes you have to give them money.
0: And you know what? I've never had a friend in life that hasn't been like, hey, can I borrow a dollar? It's true. And I've never been a friend to somebody without asking, hey, can I borrow $20?
1: Yeah. Will you just buy this for me? I thought you were going to be cool about
0: this. Can you do it for me,
1: though? Just for me, because I thought we were friends. And I thought we were friends. So go subscribe to Euphonia on the ShadyPensRadio.com yes. app after you go subscribe to the 8 a.m. Science Factual on Tuesdays. Very by true. Hosted Hendricks. That's our me. Own, our, our very own host of the show.
0: That's me. Also, follow the only Euphonia on the Instagram machines. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the first time. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to retake that.
1: No. Uh, it's mostly promotional photos of my genitals. So yes. tune in. Uh, sign up and uh, ask for a sticker and I'll give you one. Give me your home address. Let me know what time you're around, what time you're not.
0: But in all seriousness, uh, 2023 has a lot of really cool stuff coming up for Shady Pines Radio. So follow at Shady Pines Radio on the Instagram machines Mm -hmm. and on Facebook. Also, go to ShadyPinesRadio.com for uh, 24 hours a day, eight days a week, 369 days a year. Of music, awesome talk,
1: all the good stuff all the you good want, stuff. day and night. Absolutely. Uh, tons of new stuff coming your way from the Shady Pines machine, uh, from Euphonia in particular. Guess what? We're going to do live Euphonias coming in 2023. Nice. At everyone's favorite bars. So you show up, you get a free sticker, you get to listen to good music, and uh, maybe you get to buy me a shot or something. Yeah. I don't know.
0: What's I don't know. What's everybody's favorite bar?
1: Uh, well, uh, it's in talks, but a, a Ray Bottle Shop in Southeast oh. is uh, the first on our hit list
0: Very of cool. places
1: we're gonna go take over and destroy.
0: Very cool. Uh,
1: yeah. So uh, keep in tune for that. Uh, also, uh, stickers, maybe stickers and patches for free. Nice. You just have to interact with me and engage.
0: Nice. Well. It's been fun engaging with you.
1: Thank you for engaging with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, way,
0: I, the way that we're smiling at each other is very unsettling.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it feels like uh, the, the smile I give to uh, old people when I want them to feel okay. What are, you, what are you doing, Reese? What do you got going on?
0: Oh, man. Uh, you know, so I, I'm going to be at the 19th. I'm going to be at the Pope House doing the Preach comedy show. Oh,
1: good bourbon at Pope House.
0: Great bourbon at Pope House. I'll have a drink named after me. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be yet, the but short, I assume... The Short
1: Dick Express.
0: The Short Dick Express is <laughs> definitely an option. I think it's going to have something to do with, uh, like, a peanut butter liqueur and some or some sort of chocolate... Uh, it's like
1: a joke though when they they call a tall person tiny
0: sure yeah Yeah. although it is accurate
1: well we don't have to let the internet know that
0: thank god for editing
1: yeah thank god for Reese's massive penis at the Pope House
0: gonna be at the Pope House uh, doing that so that's gonna be fun so shout out Robbie Sherman and uh, Neerich Srinivasan for putting on that show definitely looking forward to doing that yeah gonna be posting about that soon once we get the promo going so definitely check that out also check out laughspdx.com. all of the stand-up shows and open mics if you you ever want to see the best
1: concentrated list that is up to date constantly absolutely and you don't want to be plugged into like stupid groups and shit that is where you go laughspdx. pdx spelled normally uh (laughs) you'll find all your your good information there
0: that you will uh so definitely go on that go on shadypinesradio.com. radio.com thank you tyus for joining me man it's, hey. it's been good to you know you're the first three p
1: really oh my god I'm, I'm it's like uh i'm like one of the shitty people on snl yeah yeah look hey, at me look at you look at me hopefully i'm gonna come back for a four p five p seven p i want to skip six
0: you want to skip six yeah. okay yeah leave it for mj yeah yeah it's a luck thing sure yeah <laughs> Well, now wasn't that nice? I always have a great time hanging out with Tyus. He's a good dude. I don't care what anyone says. Here's a quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to dive headfirst into some facts behind the production and development of Aliens. (laughs) Aliens.
1: Hey folks, this is Michael Phelps, host of Father's Favorites and the Comedy Open Mic at my father's place, conveniently located at 523 Southeast Grand Avenue in Portland, Oregon. Mic signups are Fridays at 8 30 p.m. Come on by for some awesome breakfast food, great drinks, and the best comedians Portland and the Pacific Northwest has to offer. In the meantime, make sure you follow Science Factual on the socials. That's at Science Factual Pod, as well as Shady Pines Radio for amazing content 24 hours a day, 8 days a week. Download the app today wherever you procure your apps.
0: All right, folks let's get into some facts behind the development and production of the film as well as a look into the relationship between xenomorph design creator h.r giger and the alien franchise at large starting off with a neat easter egg the spear gun that ripley used at the end of alien is briefly visible in the opening scenes of aliens still stuck at the bottom of the escape pod door where it jammed 57 years earlier in time frame of the movie of course Sigourney Weaver's Best Actress Academy Award nomination for this movie was the first ever for an actress in a role in an action movie. Speaking of the Weavers, the portrait of Ripley's daughter in the director's cut of the film is of Elizabeth Inglis, Sigourney Weaver's real-life mother. Hopping aboard the Sulico, a of constraints meant that they could only afford to have six hypersleep capsules for the scenes set aboard the starship. Clever placement of mirrors and camera angles made it seem as though there were 12 because each hypersleep chamber cost over $4,300 to build. Aliens was never shown to test audiences because editing was not completed until the week before its theatrical release. In fact, sometimes movies not screened for critics actually turn out to be pretty good and sometimes they don't. Aliens is a prime example of the former. Composer James Horner and director James Cameron did not get along during post-production, as Horner felt that Cameron did not give him enough time to properly construct an original score. He was given six weeks, but they were still editing for the first three of those six weeks. On the bright side, Horner actually earned his first Academy Award nomination for the score. He and Cameron would not work together again until Titanic. never let go jack never let go now james cameron faced a big problem trying to win the confidence and respect of the british film crew many of whom had worked on alien and were fiercely loyal to ridley scott understandably in order to try and convince them that he had the talent and skills for the job he arranged for a screening of the terminator for a crew on the set to demonstrate his abilities of course however most of the crew ignored the invite and didn't even bother to turn up i will not be back Speaking of James Cameron being insufferable, he has a cameo in the film in the form of a voiceover in the opening scene featuring the Deep Salvage team. His line reads, Bio readouts are in the green. Looks like she's alive. Interestingly enough, he also provided the voice for the alien queen herself. Sulaco, the name of the ship in Aliens, is the name of the town in Joseph Conrad's novel Nostromo, which is, of course, the name of the ship in the original Alien. And we can't talk about the ships without their resident androids. In this case, Bishop, who, when we first encounter him, states he can't harm a human. This is why he places his hand on top of Hudson's during the knife trick scene. The applicable one here being that they cannot harm humans through action or inaction. Shout out Isaac Asimov for coining the three laws of robotics. At the very end of the credits of the film, the sound of an alien egg can be heard opening, leaving things open-ended in fact one of the alien eggs used in the film is now exhibited in the smithsonian institute in good old washington dc okay let's shift gears a bit into this article by andrew Hausman from slash film which makes some great points about how the aliens franchise basically snubbed creative visionary hr giger the swiss artist responsible for creating the xenomorph from alien who was notably uncredited in designing the rest of the franchise's creatures It reads, The Alien films owe a huge debt to H.R. Giger, whose psychosexual nightmares are now one of the cornerstones of sci-fi horror. Even if the name is unfamiliar, the artist's work, which captures the unsettling and surreal crossroads of otherworldly man and machine, is instantly recognizable. Giger's career outside of film was varied and plentiful, including album cover artwork and interior design but it's the Visionary's Necronomicon collection of paintings that grabbed the attention of director Ridley Scott and writer Dan O'Bannon from the original Alien film. Giger and his special effects team won an Academy Award for their groundbreaking work, but that was the last time the artist would be directly involved with the franchise until Prometheus. James Cameron never reached out to Giger during the sequel's production. Instead, the director brought on Stan Winston, who had previously worked with him on The Terminator, to design the look of the xenomorphs. Giger was more than a little disappointed that he wasn't invited back from the original film, especially because Winston's crew molded their designs on the original suit. The xenomorphs' heads were more ribbed than Giger's smooth craniums, and Cameron himself designed the xenomorph queen, but there's no mistaking that these are Giger's aliens. Now, to his credit, David Fincher, director of the next installment of the franchise Aliens 3 or Cubed, uh, did ask Giger to contribute to the new Xenomorph designs. However, Fincher also hired two pupils of Stan Winston's crew, Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis, who had started their own special effects design company, Amalgamated Dynamics. Giger had apparently thought that Woodruff and Gillis were responsible for constructing his planned designs, but unbeknownst to the artist, they were working on Xenomorph designs of their own. Couple that with continued disrespect from Fox Studios and the relationship continued to sour. At one point, Giger was quoted as saying, In all likelihood, all the sequels to Alien would not even exist. The designs and my credit have been stolen from me since I alone have designed the Alien. So why does Fox not give me the credit I rightfully earned? As for those responsible for this conspiracy, all I can wish them is an alien breeding inside of their chests, which might just remind them that the alien father is H.R. Giger. Fucking metal, dude. May Father Giger rest in hell. Hail Thank Satan. Sir. Giger did finally get due credit for directly working on an alien film, or at least an alien-adjacent film, uh, shortly before his death when his old collaborator Ridley Scott brought him on to Prometheus as a concept artist and gave him an original design elements credit. That earns you an boy, Ridley Scott. Attaboy. boy. <laughs> For this episode, I'm going to go with a mini water cooler fact and talk about how unlikely it is that intelligent life would be bipedal or humanoid or even carbon-based or even look anything like a xenomorph. And not to talk smack on my favorite franchise, Star Trek, but let's be honest. What are the odds that every new species you meet kind of sort of has the same configuration as you? Turns out, fairly slim. First, let's look at the chemical elements of life, such as nitrogen, hydrogen, and oxygen, which are widespread in the universe, as they are the two key compounds of life here on Earth, liquid water and organic carbon. Second, we know that life was present on Earth very early in its history, soon after the planet was formed, which suggests that once the conditions are right, life springs up easily and quickly. On any planet in the universe, the laws of physics and chemistry will still likely be the same as here, says Professor Peter Ward, a paleontologist at the University of Washington, Seattle. There's only a limited number of ways to beat physics. Even in outer space, he argues, on an Earth-like planet, there would be similar physical constraints leading to the evolution of similar life to what we have here on Earth. The premise is that there are only so many ways one can efficiently see, hear, walk, swim, or fly, and that natural selection will largely weed out inefficient body plans as it has here on this planet. As a counter-argument, the universe has a way of surprising us, says Teresa Fisher, an astrobiologist at Arizona State University. My suspicion is that with a range of environments that we could be looking at, it could feel very alien. She says that any life would be expected to follow the broad principles of ecology. It would need to have a way of getting energy, and there would be competition leading to the emergence of predators and prey, for example. But beyond that, it's anyone's guess what life might actually look like. There's no reason that it would have to be particularly similar to what we see on Earth. So we can't really say that alien life would look like Earth life. Even on Earth, life gives rise to radically different, sometimes unique life forms at different times and in different places. There are many different conditions on other planets and moons beyond chemistry that would affect how life would evolve there. Take gravity, for example. On a bigger or denser planet, the gravity would be higher, meaning that life would evolve to be shorter, sturdier, and perhaps with multiple limbs for structural support. Conversely, on a lighter planet with a weaker gravity life could hop, soar, and glide more easily and would be more likely to evolve a lighter, taller build. The type and number of stars a planet orbits, as well as how closely it orbits them, would also affect how much solar energy and radiation it receives and whether photosynthesis is possible or whether life would have to instead rely on chemosynthesis, using energy derived from reactions involving inorganic chemicals rather than sunlight not everyone thinks that life on those unique celestial bodies will be complex though if there is life in the solar system it's probably microbial says dr yael Kissel, support scientist at nasa's ames research center and scientists agree that most life in the universe as a whole is likely to be microbial especially given that for the majority of the history of life on earth it has in fact been microbial what does a typical alien look like It's gonna be a little blobby thing under a microscope. That's not to say there won't also be complex, perhaps even sentient life. Any intelligent life might not look like us, though. Even here on Earth, if you take a trip to the zoo, most animals there are highly related to you, but don't look much like you. In fact, highly advanced and intelligent life, if it exists, might be machine-based. The majority of the intelligence in the universe is probably not soft and squishy biology the majority of the really smart stuff in the universe is going to be machinery. This vision of artificially intelligent, highly autonomous machine life out there analyzing planets and adapting to local conditions much quicker than any biological life ever could might just be more probable on a galactic level than not. Whatever the case, life is most probably out there, with many scientists believing that, statistically, it's almost a certainty. I'd like to thank my sources for today's episode, which include sciencefocus.com, fandom.com, slashfilm.com, bloodydisgusting.com, imdb.com, and of course, wikipedia.com. Because if it's on Wikipedia, it's probably part of a vast corporate conspiracy aimed at securing your body as a host for biological agents intended to be used for weapons research. I'm super stoked for next week's episode because it's another OCD crossover. I got to hang out with Gene DeWeber, ultra comic book nerd and host of the Obsessive Comic Disorder podcast, to talk about the Watchmen follow-up series Doomsday Clock, which is fucking awesome. If you're a fan of Watchmen, not only should you listen to episode 17 of Science Factual, where I did a dive into the series with guest comedian Jake Silberman, but you should absolutely read Doomsday Clock in quick succession after rereading Watchmen. And then listen to next week's episode, which airs Tuesday, January 17th from 8 to 9 a.m. only on Shady
1: Pines Radio.
0: Download the free Shady Pines Radio app for Android or iOS for access to amazing content 24-7, 369, or visit us online at ShadyPinesRadio.com. Also, definitely follow at Obsessive Comic Disorder on Instagram and on Spotify. That full episode I'm on will drop Friday, January 20th, so make sure you're following Gene and Obsessive Comic Disorder on all the socials and the podcast platforms. For all of your comedy needs in the greater Portland area, make sure to visit laughspdx.com for an updated list of shows and open mics that are guaranteed to tickle your funny bone. Until next time, my fellow nerds, live long and prosper.